Welcome. Hello. Welcome to the astrology show. It is me, Kira, your host. Um, yeah, happy, happy day <laughs> whenever you're listening to this. Um, we have a fun episode for you today. It's actually the first episode of the season that I actually recorded. We recorded this in person um, in early December um, 2021. Um, and it's the first of our interview reading episodes. I haven't come up with a cool enough name for them yet, but essentially um, I'm starting to do these episodes with cool people um, that I want to interview that aren't necessarily astrologers. Um, a lot of them are into astrology for sure, but it's not their main medium or their main, um, their main work, but, um, they do other cool work and I want to talk to them and talk to them about their work and their charts. So it kind of becomes this hybrid interview reading. Um, so this is the first one. I'm stoked to share this with you. And like I said, we, we recorded this in person, so we don't have video for this. Um, so yeah, this is audio only, this episode. Um, before we get into it, just a couple of housekeeping stuffs. Um, doors are closed for the 11th house, but we do have, I guess, a workshop coming up um, Saturday, the 26th of February. That is all about SEO. So Captolia, um, aka the Digital Witch, aka Archetype Priestess, or maybe it's Archetype Empress. I think that's what she calls herself on, on socials. Um, incredible business and brand coach. Um, I worked with her one-on-one -on -one, um, with her coaching for a year and I've, I've worked with her in other capacities too. She's just really, really talented um, and really, really good at what she does. And um, she's going to be presenting a workshop called SEO for Astrologers. Um, and essentially, like if you're an astrologer um, and you have a website, or even if you're just a person with a website, even if you're not doing astrology as your main um, work, this is going to be a really, um, a really good workshop for you. Um, yeah, there's just a lot about SEO that I feel like a lot of astrologers don't know anything about. <laughs> I didn't know much at all before, before working with Captolia. Um, and she breaks things down in a very digestible and easy to understand way and very relatable too. So, um, if you're like, if the idea of SEO and like, which is search in engine optimization, basically, um, the subtitle to this talk is the astro guide to being found on Google. Um, if you want your blog post to be more visible, if you want your website to show up in certain, you know, search results, um, you need better SEO and, um, this workshop is going to teach you how to do it. So, definitely consider signing up for this. Um, everyone who signs up will get the replay. You don't have to make it live. Um, and it's sliding scale too. So there's three different pricing options. Um, we'll have the link in the bio. Yeah, definitely consider that. We have another guest workshop coming up in March that's really cool as well, all about immigration. Um, and we'll have 
we'll have guest workshops every month. <laughs> so even if you're not a part of the 11th house, members get to join for free and they get to watch the replays and all that. But um, if you're not a member, you can still join in on our awesome guest workshops. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm, you know, planning more for the rest of this year. And we just have so many great people in this field and in this community who have a lot of really great work to share. So I'm stoked to, I'm stoked to host this first one, um, the first one of the year. Hope to see you there. Um, what else? What else do I want to share with you guys? Um, we have, yeah, I think I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. There's a lot more. Oh, one thing I'll just kind of plug real quick. I wrote a book about Pisces. If you didn't already know, um, it's called Zodiac Signs Pisces. It's part of a whole series that Barnes and Nobles, um, commissioned a couple years ago and I wrote the Pisces book and it's Pisces season. So if you are Pisces, if you know Pisces, sun, moon, or rising, um, and you want to give a nice little gift for their birthday, my book is very inexpensive. It's very easy to read. Um, and it's like a nice, it's a nice cute gift to give to people. Um, a lot of people say they like read it in, you know, a day or two. So it's, it's easy, digestible, and, um, I think pretty good work. <laughs> so it's a nice little gift. Um, we'll link that in the show notes as well. Um, yeah, uh, I think, I think that's all I have to share for now. Um, there's some other cool stuff to talk about that's coming up, but we'll save that for next time. Yeah, let's get into it. All right. Um, hey, Kendra. Hi, honey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm so excited to be here. I feel like the idea that you're going to see my birth chart today <laughs> is the highest honor. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I, okay. So we have Kendra Austin here with us. And this is our first, well, one of our first times ever recording in person for the show. Um, yeah. Well, I, I should say like what where we are right now. So it's December 2nd. 2021 and i say that because this is probably you're probably not hearing this until the after the new year um but i'm really stoked to interview kendra and just like talk astro talk your life because i'm trying to do more of this for the show and so you're gonna be like our first interview type of being a type of episode (laughs) yes i love being a first thank you so basically we're gonna talk about kendra um what pronouns do you use she, she her okay mm-hmm. um your life your astro what's going on i love to do like kind of predictions and like looking into the future if you're cool with that serve it up let's do it okay so where do we even okay kendra hi yes how did we meet um we met <laughs> on the internet like all people meet you know true um i was telling will this earlier i um I think I reached out to you for a project that I was working on with Parade, and it was actually, yes. I was consulting on an astrology project. Oh my gosh. Um, and they were launching their first astrology line, and I was like, you know, 
tapping into the crystal bitch network um and i absolutely loved your work so i messaged you and it was actually your birthday i remember it was scorpio season wow and so i was like oh it's perfect it's a birthday gift um and yeah we've been we've been mutuals ever since wow i didn't remember that's that was how it happened Mm -hmm. (laughs) so thank you for that yeah wow okay because and i i I really love those underwear i never photograph myself in them but i do like them you and don't worry you never have to i would love to gift you some more anytime oh, i love okay great thank you um so yeah we've just been hanging out not hanging out but like hanging out online exactly. as mutuals ever since as people can through the years of 2020 to 2022 yeah yeah and, and so what would you like to introduce yourself i guess because i could introduce yeah. you but how would you introduce yourself in terms of like your titles? Right. I love a self-introduction. <laughs> um, I'm a content creator model. Model was kind of like my first title in media. Mm-hmm. Um, and then content creation just felt really natural. My way to connect with people has always been the internet, which I'm super grateful for. Um, and then I do like a little bit of like social media consulting. And I'm also tacking on writer to the end yes. of those those many commas. I'm uh, currently writing a book. Yeah, and designing an oracle card deck. Oh my gosh! So I was gonna say you're you're also a diviner. That's right. I am a diviner, um, and that has informed literally all of the above. Wow, awesome! Yeah, because I you've done some nice like collective pools on Instagram. Yes. I remember you started doing that like last year. Yeah, reading for the collective is like um, my favorite form of divination. Like. Client work is is cute, uh, <laughs> but I, yeah, I find that collective readings tend to be a little bit more, I think that like resonant in a way that people are comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that like when you actually have client work, like people are like really defensive about what they're consuming, yeah. whereas like collective work, like they can just be like, you know what, that ain't for me. That's bullshit. Or like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I need to hear. Yeah, exactly. You know? Love that. Um, and I'm just like looking at your chart and all this is kind of starting making a lot of sense to me that's what everybody (laughs) says i you know what people always ask me um like what i relate most to my birth chart which we can certainly get to um and i always tell them like i'm kind of just one kind of bitch like i have like very (laughs) specific energies and they're extremely heavy i mean you're so saturnian (laughs) that's correct you are so saturnian which i love i love me saturnian and yeah let's let's get into it what's your smr um i love that you coined smr <laughs> i'm an aquarius sun a taurus moon and a capricorn rising yes yes and then so your chart ruler is saturn and aquarius mm-hmm. it's at 29 degrees Heavy. it's like all the way almost out because you're born yeah you're early 94 so right before it left right exactly okay cool yeah because my sister is like june of 94 and she has this it's firmly in pisces um how do you what about your chart do you feel like just or I guess I'll say this how did you get into astrology <laughs> right um so my mom was a crystal bitch and, okay. and when I say that I just mean like I kind of grew up in like a very like heathen household like we weren't my mom was like a, a former catholic and my grandmother who was like the closest kind of other parent figure to mm-hmm. me um, was like a Southern Baptist, like very um, extremely spiritual black woman. Okay. Um, and for me, the only thing that really resonated like was spirituality as a source. Like mm-hmm. I was never like religious. My mom was never religious, uh, but she was kind of always very like really, really intuitive and naturally gravitated toward 
um, like kind of like any like intuitive language. So like numerology, astrology, okay. like any of she the personality tests. Um, no, she's she's a Libra. Okay. Actually. Okay. Um, she has a Capricorn moon. Yikes. And a Libra <laughs> rising. Okay. So she's very cardinal too. Yeah. And we're actually also both born on the first day of our signs. Okay. So it's like so strong. Okay. Like our, our, our connection understanding is so strong. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was always kind of open to astrology. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was younger, you know, I didn't have like, I had no idea what a birth chart was and I, I'm born in January 20th. So like, pretty much everything says that I'm a Capricorn. Okay, yeah. Um, And then once I found out that I was an Aquarius, it everything kind of made sense because that's just what I related to but, yeah. um, or wanted to relate to because reading about being a Capricorn as a child yeah. was like horrifying. <laughs> the worst. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to be a Capricorn when you're young. <laughs> yeah. But when you're an adult and you're establishing like a, a self-run business, like there's nothing better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh my God, I wish I was like you. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, you know what? I bet a lot of people think that. <laughs> Okay, cool. So, yeah, I I asked about your mom being fixed just because of your Taurus moon. Mm -hmm. um, And it's very, you know, in contact with a bunch of your other fixed, your fixed signs. Um, But I mean, Venus ruled moon, Libra mom. Right. Makes sense. You know what? It is interesting (laughs) that you asked that, though, because I will say like, for somebody that like is very cardinal my mom is like super stubborn. Okay. Like, and she's just heavily, heavily principled. Mm. Like, the number one thing my mom like was a very loose had a very very loose parenting style um i pretty much came out of the womb with conviction like (laughs) you couldn't tell me a damn thing um in the best of ways truly i mean obviously i'm gonna say that but um she was always just like make good choices okay like you know the right thing and we both know the right thing and you're gonna do the right thing yeah Wow. so i would say that she like was kind of like fixed in nature even though it's not mm-hmm. really like in in her it her sounds victory. saturnian honestly yeah exactly. it sounds like i'm gonna let you do your thing i'm gonna like have the distance but you know have integrity right make good choices mm-hmm. don't have me up here needing to get you out of jail exactly and <laughs> just like the understanding of like consequences yeah right like Which consequences so were, yeah exactly wow okay and you said she's a cap moon mm-hmm. yeah that makes actually sense. everybody in my family is a capricorn moon but me wow my brother dad mom sister that's interesting because that means they all have a like a you know moon in detriment and you have your exalted moon right wow how do you see that do you right. see that playing out 100 percent. i feel like um like my family everybody in my family i would say is like relatively um what's the word like i would say like kind of like really detached and literal mm-hmm. you know like they're like very like i call it like i see it like okay. all i know is what i see and mm-hmm. what i think right and for me like especially as i've i've grown older and um kind of like softened mm-hmm. through like my personal and emotional work and spiritual work um my Taurus moon is like a really strong part of my personality I yeah. think and um they have a really hard time like understanding like the emotional depth yeah that I think that like I am more willing to express kind of more readily interesting how how do you think I with the moon and detriment something that always comes up for me is like body stuff in terms of just like I, I feel like Capricorn. I have a lot of Capricorn moons in my life. Right. 
Um, but I feel like Capricorn Moon has a harder time with caretaking of the self. Yes. Whereas like Taurus Moon, I think it would come a lot easier. Yes. And it's so interesting because I grew up, you know, so my my kind of introduction to present Kendra um, as both a person and like a source of my career was through um, kind of telling the story about my connection to my body online. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like most women, I adopted really disordered um, habits from my mother mm-hmm. and really kind of like uh, my family as a whole that's like yeah, very much a part of, of my familial line mm-hmm. um and breaking that has been a huge part of my like public persona yeah right and i think that even like within our family like i believe that like i channel like divine source by being soft with myself mm, right and by taking care of myself yes um and by indulging Yes. And I am a hedonist through and through. Oh my gosh. I, I really, really, yeah, it's making sense. <laughs> it's connecting. The pieces are falling together. Yes, yes. Um, Can I say, like, just so, just so I don't lose that? Yes, please. So Kendra has, Kendra's ascendant is at nine Capricorn. Um, her moon is in, in um, Taurus in the fifth house, trying the ascendant. And then there's also a trine to Chiron in Virgo in the ninth house. So there's this grand trine, be- grand earth trine between the ascendant, the moon, and Chiron, which I think speaks so much to like, you know, just being really dedicated to not just healing the body, but like loving the body. Um, and just the whole like, what it means to like take on that politic of like, no, I'm going to love the shit out of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that that's in my chart. I like, yeah, it feels like that's also just kind of like my birthright. Mm-hmm, definitely. That feels like it's my birthright. So to know that that's in the chart is like very affirming for me. Yeah. Um. Even now, I feel like that's become like ever more like a disconnect that I just kind of have to sit with is like with all the Capricorn moons in my family, they feel very much like delayed gratification is what they live mm-hmm, by. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I'm like, no, instant gratification yes, is how I get what I, I want. I want it now. Yeah, exactly. I could be dead tomorrow. No, I want truly, it now. Truly, exactly. <laughs> I so hear that. And then also you have your moon opposite Jupiter. Um, and so I think that adds, adds another level. When you said you're a hedonist, mm-hmm. like that is so, <laughs> that's the hedonism. <laughs> That's the hedonism aspect, moon opposite Jupiter, especially an exalted moon, especially a night chart exalted moon. So it's the luminary of the sect. It's the leader. Um, And then to be in this opposition with Jupiter, which would have been the only visible planet in the sky, too. Mm. Um, You were born with all the planets underneath the horizon except a very bright, beautiful Jupiter in the sky. Um, so, So, yeah, that... You know, the moon, especially in Taurus, is like, yeah, not just give it to me now, but like give me delicious, amazing everything. Right. <laughs> and then Jupiter's there being like, yeah, and more. It, like, <laughs> you want more, right? You know what? That hoe was antagonistic. <laughs> I'll tell you that. She's very antagonistic. I, um, I think that like that shows up specifically like just it kind of in my work life mm-hmm. um because there's really like no distinction between like the environments where i create where i create to work mm-hmm. and where i live mm-hmm. um and i think that was true honestly even before the pandemic but became super clear to me within the pandemic okay um and like 
I, yeah, I think that I have this like everyday battle where it's like, babe, like I know we're having fun. We're having a good time. Like we're indulging. But like, <laughs> you know, we like there's there's a point where taking care is no longer present. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. and like that being keeping that constantly in check um, is like a daily task. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the that's the issue with like moon benefic, like moon, Venus, moon, Jupiter. I have I have moon, Venus opposition. So I hear you. <laughs> It's like the wants and the needs become really difficult to distinguish. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah. So you have, I'm just going to run through a couple of your placements because that, that Jupiter um, in Scorpio in the 11th house, which is such a beautiful placement to me, that speaks to the depth of your like connections and your networks and your, your friends. I would imagine you not just like friends in high places, but like, yeah, like loyal people in high places um, and a lot of like really good support systems. Um, but then that Jupiter is ruled by this like sexy Mars and Capricorn <laughs> in the first house in a night chart, which means, you know, we're talking malefic of the sect, um, which basically means it's like a badass, a, a badass exalted Mars that can get a lot of shit done. Um, and just the this the exalted Mars and the exalted Moon, like I just love that that duo, um, especially in Earth signs, because it does speak to how earthy and grounded you are. And then like you add in all of this Aquarius air stuff, and that's where you get like the bubbliness, the like I'm just gonna talk to you forever about everything, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> and the and the like desire for not just connection, but to. To con- I think Aquariuses and aqu- people with like a lot of Aquarius energy, mm-hmm. um, there's just a curiosity about being a human, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, what is this human like? How does that compare to this human? And then like, what do we all have in common? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I just love the nice, I was going to say balance in your chart, but it's not really balanced. You don't have any. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> you don't have any fire in your chart whatsoever. No, one kind of bitch. You do have yeah. your North Node. Um, which you're in the, you are right in the middle of your nodal return or reversal. What does that mean? Yeah. I want to tell talk me about what that. that means. I want to talk about that with you. <laughs> Please um, let's hear more about that. <laughs> and so you are 27 still mm-hmm. and you're, you're turning 28. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, interesting. Okay. I have a couple questions then. Hit me. Um, before I talk about the return, the nodal return, or sorry, the nodal reversal. Um, last fall, September, mm-hmm. what happened? Did anything happen in September? Oh, my life was changing. Period? Yeah, Honestly, last September, I feel, was like, I, I mean, after, I felt like I very much kind of rose to the occasion of my life path last summer. Okay. And I was kind of reaping the reward of that in fall mm-hmm. and I felt like I was kind of like being pushed um like further into the people but I think also further away from my family mm-hmm. like kind of at the same time um in ways that like were necessary mm-hmm. like I think I was like kind of hiding the most important parts of like my becoming in a very public space mm-hmm. um and then also hiding with the most intimate parts of myself from my family mm-hmm. and like kind of merging that um privately and being able to like present that out to the world was like really I think important for me and then also I was like kind of going through like a really crazy breakup okay and like 
my my mom and I kind of created some like very like much needed distance in our relationship. I had like a lot of shifting relationships at that time, I think. Okay. And that was kind of like July into yeah. September. Yeah, exactly. I would say like July, like solidly through the through the fall. Okay. Yeah. But there was so I mean, pretty much everything was shaken. It was fall. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason I ask, um, and at that point you were still twenty six, right? Yeah. Okay. So so yeah, the reason I ask is because your IC, um, others might know it as Nadir, but yeah, that point opposite the the MC basically, um, is at twenty eight Aries, and that is where Mars stationed retrograde. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was September 9th of twenty twenty, and so it makes sense you were creating distance from family. Like Mars literally comes in and it's like I'm cutting this away, or like you know right. I'm burning this, or you know we're separating things basically. Um, and the IC is such a sensitive point in the chart having to do with home and family. I was going to ask if you had moved or anything, um, but there was also eclipses. We were wrapping up um, the Cancer Capricorn eclipse cycle. I think the last one was July, um, July 4th or something. Okay, yeah. Um, of 2020, and that was right in your seventh house of relationships. So that's why I was Period. like, okay, this started, yeah, June, July, and then just kept, kept running. Actually, um, yeah, no, the person I was seeing at the time, we actually broke up on an eclipse. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and weirdly, I remember that night I had tweeted something. It was about, it, it was like referencing Adele and her weight loss. And to date, like it did like Obama numbers like okay. that. That tweet did crazy numbers to the point that like it ended up on like TikTok. I wasn't even on TikTok. Wow. Like it's on Facebook groups. Like it's been circulated to this day. It's still circulated constantly. Basically just about like, why the fuck are we talking about? Body- yeah, people's <laughs> bodies. Exactly. Yeah. And like, I- yeah, it was so interesting because I had kind of like at that point, like divorced from like talking about like, I really wanted to get off of like talking about old narratives mm-hmm. that I just felt like we've done this. Yeah. Like weren't pushing that wasn't pushing the community forward. Yeah. You know, like a lot of people kind of got their intro to self-acceptance through like body positivity and feeling the need to always talk about their bodies. And I felt like a lot of us were like stuck in it. Yeah. You know? And so like, it was kind of like my like grand goodbye mm-hmm. to that. And it just ended up doing crazy numbers. That it was also sense. a Scorpio eclipse, I think. Oh, well. Or full moon. Yeah. It might've been. Yeah. That that would make sense. Um, But yeah, there's, that makes sense. I mean, eclipse eclipse season does that. Of course, we're right in the middle of eclipse season right now. Right. Um, and eclipse is happening tomorrow. Um, but yeah, and so that was happening. That Mars retrograde went through, and then let's fast forward to the end of the year. Come January twenty twenty one, you turn twenty seven. Mm-hmm. So twenty seven. You've been living it for almost a year now. Yes. <laughs> You're almost done. Um, <clears throat> it's a really big year. And whenever mm-hmm. someone's 27, I'm like, it's a big year. <laughs> it is. Wait, you know what? We talked. I think that we talked about this on social media because I made a TikTok. Yes. When I was I like went on a solo trip in Italy and I talked about like how 27 has just felt for my self perception, like such a pivotal year for mm-hmm. me. And a lot of the people in the comments were like, oh, Saturn return, Saturn return. And you like kind of like mentioned to <laughs> such me. Such a Virgo. Exactly. I was like, <laughs> and I say I'm such a Virgo because my chart ruler is in Virgo. But yeah, I was like, um, 
it's the nodal reversal. Like it, it's a fourth house a year. It's nodal reversal. It's the progressive lunar return. Right. It's not always Saturn. And I just get really frustrated because, um, and I, again, it's like me being, no one's like actually doing anything wrong, but it's just me being Virgo about it where I'm like, this is such 27 is such an important year because we have all these other cycles happening right sometimes it is the Saturn return but when you're 27 you're not getting like it's not anywhere close to the exact Saturn return basically right and so um everyone's kind of jumping to that conclusion you do you do have Saturn and Aquarius you are in your Saturn return but like yeah, most exactly. people born in 1994 aren't. Yes. <laughs> and so I was like, actually, it's these things. And then I went on Twitter about it and then got hate on Twitter for saying it. But <laughs> no, I think it's necessary. You know, what? I would imagine for an astrologer, it's been frustrating. I feel like Saturn Return is like having its moment in pop astrology. Totally, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like people are like identifying for the first time, like Saturn Return is a, as a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, And then I... I, we have several returns in our lifetime, yeah. right? So I'm it's like my Mars return right now. Period. Period. <laughs> period. Yeah. So I feel like that's just like people's like latest obsession. They're yeah. like, oh, this makes me like more informed. Exactly. Right. And yeah. they're just like excited, excited about having that information. But uh, for me, I'm like, babe, I'm Saturn ruled every day. Is a Saturn yeah. Return for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, been, I'm never not Saturn under, under Saturn's eyes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but no. Yeah. So you get it's our fourth house year and that sure that's is a pretty pivotal year any sort of angular perfection year is going to be big because it's a pivot point basically the angles um meaning the ascendant descendant and then the mcic or the houses that hold them um are pivot points or right. you know horizon points or culmination points so so essentially it's a big year because of that. And then you also get your nodal reversal. Right. And um, that happens about every nine-ish years um, when the nodes come to the opposite signs that they were when you were born. Mm. So right now, like the the south node's at like one degree, I mean, sorry, um, Sagittarius, and your north node's at one degree Sagittarius. So you're in it. Um, And it tends to, it does perfect usually like a month or so before you turn 28 wow really yeah oh, so i'm like here You're right now yeah. right now right i'm now. on the hot spot you are in it okay it's so bonkers i mean the third eye is motherfucking open <laughs> this is so bonkers to me because i have recently been thinking about my north node a lot like i just like don't understand it mm-hmm. and i think that part of that is because it's in my 12th house yeah, right yeah. so it's like i can't see it clearly right exactly. that's what that means right yeah and I very much I you identify with it. that. That's exactly right. I feel it so strongly. Um, and I think that it presents itself in just like I'm a very spiritual person. Like I have a very spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. It informs a lot of my life. But also like I think that recently I've been feeling this like tug to understand it. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you brought it up is like blowing my mind. I mean, yeah, you're having you're having your reversal. So so basically <clears throat> what that looks like, what that means. When you when when you have these like nodal transits, when the nodes are activated in any way, we tend to encounter these like faded events, um, and they tend to be events that sort of have a lot to do with patterning, in either breaking patterning, um, or like forming new patterning. I hate to hear it. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. I do not want to hear that. I, it's a thing. I'm like, how much more work can be done? I know, right? You but, know? But that's the thing. This eclipse that we're like in right now, basically, 
um, is the last one in this Gemini Sagittarius right. cycle. So we are sort of wrapping this up. Of course, then we're going to start getting them in Taurus and Scorpio. So you can look forward to that. Um. <laughs> a solid grimace on my face. If you guys I mean, can see it. Same. A solid grimace. I have too many Scorpio placements <gasps> and I'm not looking forward to it. But I am looking forward to these ones wrapping up. Um, but yeah, so essentially what happens during the nodal reversal is it's a big pivot moment or the year tends to be a very big pivot year because it's like you kind of get this, you, it, your patterning becomes very clear. Right. And it becomes very clear, okay, I've been doing it this way for the past nine years or whatever or my whole mm-hmm. life and I have an opportunity to switch it up. Yes. Cause, and I can't deny the fact that I can see it so clearly now, right? Absolutely. So, so yeah, and for you, I would imagine that has a lot to do with, well, it's your North Note's in your 12th, your South Note's in your 6th. Um, so work and lifestyle and, like, mental and physical health and mm-hmm. and just, like, yeah, choosing to – making lifestyle choices um, that kind of, like, encompass – everything and also work is always a big right. part of sixth house stuff too um and kind of yeah i would imagine this past year you've been doing a lot of um just decision decision making through just testing things out about how you want to move forward in your like lifestyle and yeah by work i don't mean like career work but more like the day-to-day shit daily that, task yeah yeah that you can just like like what do you enjoy doing your day-to-day what do you need to have in your day-to-day to to, like feel functional Mm -hmm. on a mental and physical level all of that and then the 12th house shit and your north node being in the 12th house is kind of calling into calling the question like yeah what do i need to do so that i feel good mentally and not even just good but like right i'm like taking care of myself in this like mental i want to say spiritual but it's not it can be spiritual. I think it's it's more about like like mental clarity. Yeah, or like when you're alone with yourself. Right. What do you need to like feel good there? Mm. You know? Um, this is all hitting. This cool. is all hitting. <laughs> I I actually very recently, like in the last few months, was diagnosed with ADHD. Wow, same. Which is executive. <laughs> Period. Come on. Um, I wanna hear about how that's been for you. Yeah. I like it has been such a relief for me. Yeah. Especially like as a very high funk, like I'm a Capricorn rising. Mm-hmm. Like I've been like a really high functioning person my entire life yeah. or to other people. Right. right the right. way that they view me Same. is yeah. by, as, as somebody that gets shit done. Yeah. So to kind of have that not be true mm-hmm. behind the scenes for many years now has been very hurtful for me. Did you, what was your like school situation growing up because for me i went to a small all-girls school that's like a prep school right oh that's interesting people went to yeah um people went to you know ivs and shit like that from so i I was there for 12 years so Mm. i kind of was raised up in this environment everyone was overachiever right everyone was like you know in AP classes and shit. That's really harsh, yeah. And in both sports and looks and, you know, you had to do the club. Like, you just had to be good at everything, right. basically. Um, 
and I wasn't allowed by allowed. I mean, like I have black parents, right? <laughs> heard to, you, heard you. To you know, be diagnosed with anything, right? Or to you know, fall behind in any way, basically. So yes. I feel like my whole like schooling was just like appearances. To, like not that I was like I was definitely smart enough, and I could I could keep Get up, by. but like it was like keeping up and kind of doing what I needed to do to like get keep it like a B plus a minus average right. I was never gonna be the straight a person and like my parents just kind of had to deal with that right they had <laughs> to live with it completely yeah and look at you now hey um yeah so I was I always say like if I were to like personify my like younger self as like a movie character would be Reese Witherspoon in election mm, um I, I was love that movie nuts <laughs> Like the the level, which is is interesting because it's kind of relating back to what we were just talking about with like recently being diagnosed with ADHD mm-hmm. and like how like dissonant that is from the way that I previously viewed myself because I was really like, I had like a 4.3 GPA. I was like class president from like age, can, like from kindergarten wow. to when I graduated. This is so like exalted Mars in the first house. Ex- it's like, <laughs> no, I am like... <laughs> I did everything. Yes. Yeah. Because you everything. could. Because you have you have the resources to. You have the tools to. Right. I had the. Well, you know, I had the capacity to. Um, like I felt like my desire didn't matter when mm-hmm. I was younger. Like I had the capacity to do anything that I knew I. If I decided that I was going to do it, I could do it. Yes. Um, it's so like dignified, malefics. Like, really exactly. ruling the chart. It's like I feel like if it was. A bunch of dignified benefics you would just be not to say you weren't popular and cool but like it would be more about socialize like you know having fun right but like with malefics it's like i'm accomplishing shit i'm getting Completely. shit done and it's so interesting too because i remember i like associate that that character specifically with me miss recent uh election because i was so like all of my social connections, like, I still have Aquarius energy in spades in my mm-hmm. chart, right? So, like, I was friends with everybody. Yeah. Like, I had very, very, very few super, super close friends. And those are my people. Okay. Emotionally, I didn't need anything else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we we had each other and it was such a close connection. But then, like, widely, like, everybody knew me. I could go to the grocery store and my mom, my mom would go to the grocery store and be like, oh, I saw somebody else that knew my, my Kendra. Like, I knew. <laughs> and that was, that was, like... All of that was kind of strategy for the person that I felt that I needed to be, mm-hmm. right? Like the strategy to be class president again, yeah, yeah, and then to go to the Ivy League school that I wanted to go to, right, right. So like that was like really important for me when I was younger, um, and like school, I just like it was a game that I knew how to run. That's the thing with ADHD people with ADHD. It's like when we were in school, we had a goal, like we had the yes. end goal of like college and getting into the best college possible. Right. And like for me, it was like getting to New York, you know, like right. just getting the fuck out of the main line, out of suburbia, and like meet, like going to art school and getting to my people, basically, right. completely. But and with ADHD, you just need a fixation. It doesn't you, matter exactly. what it is. You, you just need, need an angle. You need something to focus on. Yeah. And then you get out of high school and there's no other end goal besides like that's get right. a job in a couple years. Yes. And then an identity crisis ensues. Yeah. And that's what happened for me. I had a full blown identity crisis at like 19. Mm. It was perfect, though. It was perfect. <laughs> it was perfect. I, w- I wouldn't take it back. You know what happens at 19? Mm-hmm. Your nodal return. 
oh my god <laughs> no and that's exactly like in the note of return happened you said in the 12th for my 12th yeah. and 6th house mm-hmm. access right and that's what happened like i just realized like my brilliance that natural brilliance that i had like wasn't being channeled mm-hmm. in a way that was like actually healthy or effective for yeah. me as a person yeah. like my genuine constitution as like a creative being um and i could not I could not fake it anymore. Yeah. And again, as that Capricorn rising, like, and that Mars, I was like, what do you mean? I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Like, it was such a crisis for me. Um, And like, like you said, it was like not having a fix. Like my, there was no fixation for me to place that energy yeah, into. Right. Yeah. So then I actually placed it on myself. And that year I lost 130 pounds. Wow. Wow. And it was like entirely through like an eating disorder, like trigger warning. Uh, I should say that before I say that. <laughs> um, it was like entirely through an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. And I, from ages like 19 to 21, like did not do anything but work out and oh. eat vegan food. Oh my God. Like that was like. I, this was Tumblr days too, right? Oh yeah. I had um, a huge Tumblr account. I had a Thinspo Tumblr account Come too. Come it on. It was called 118 because I wanted to be 118 pounds oh, like it was in high God. school. It was just fucking ridiculous. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Tumblr was all the baddies started on Tumblr. I mean, oh I know God. we know this, but like Tumblr was absolutely toxic it was for young so women. So fucking bad. It was toxic. Yeah. Like it was, and you know what? A huge part of like when I got there are still a few, probably a few thousand people that follow me on Instagram, my other platforms from Tumblr. Mm, okay. From when I was Kendra Keeps Clean. <laughs> um and several of them have messaged me being like oh like it's just been so lovely to see you change like i feel like i've grown with you Mm, wow and that feels really affirming for me because i felt a lot of guilt like when i kind of like stepped into who i am Mm -hmm. it it felt the idea of like what i was previously like perpetuating online like weighed really heavily on me yeah yeah so to kind of like have people drop a line and remind me that they too were like working through that right there there was a lot of us like especially i mean not to say people aren't dealing with it now but like i feel like those early 2000s oh sorry early 2010s is what i should say yeah was when it was just like so easy to just get sucked into because instagram wasn't a thing yet no um mm-hmm. and so yeah 20 2010 was when i got to college you're right. a couple like two years behind 2012. me 2012 uh-huh. so yeah you're 2012 and um yeah it was like thin spo tumblr was right. everything and it was so e- it took a dark turn so quickly like you would go on someone's page and it would just be like pe- basically people that look like skeletons yeah exactly and it like went from like kind of like a, the aesthetic of like like only consuming coffee and cigarettes to mm-hmm. being like oh no like this is dangerous yeah exactly you're on a dark path 100 percent, 100 percent. and it's so interesting because like i have a sister that's 10 years younger than me mm. um who's also an aquarius shout out to her and she is such a wildly different person in self-perception which i'm sure is like also largely to do with the fact that i'm her older sister mm-hmm. i'm gonna give myself a little credit there. i love you that. know what i mean yeah but she also just lives in a different world. Yeah. Like, she, like, does not question the fact that she's hot. 
she doesn't question it she just thinks that she's hot you know what i'm saying and like not in like an ugly way she just does not perceive herself (sighs) in pieces that's what i i hope i need for my children like i just want that so bad i mean that's what we're doing yeah that's that's what we're doing here you know what i mean creating creating a world that's like honors wholeness yes and like (sighs) being an actual human being that's why we do this yes exactly okay so yeah, I don't even. How do we get onto? Tumblr? We're talking about the nodal. We're talking yes. about the nodal. Okay, yeah, no ADHD, and this is yes, this, this is, is proving ADHD. it. Yeah, this is proving it. We're gonna swing it right back yes. around. Um, yeah, no, the with the nodal return, I or you said nodal eclipse, nodal nodal, nodal reversal, re- nodal reversal. Yeah, nodal which reversal. Is what's happening now? Yeah. Um. So yeah, the daily life has been a huge part of that, right? Mm-hmm. Like acknowledging like what I need to to feel like safe and to have mental clarity mm-hmm. and not being ashamed of kind of using as many resources as possible. Um, and you know, like I also am like really burdened with the fact that my sixth house is in Gemini. So like mm. routines are also like almost impossible for me to have. Yeah. And so it, it's kind of a little bit of both, right? It's yeah. like, I have to establish things. I'm also just a very fixed person. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I'm a regular everywhere I go. Yeah. Like I, there's not a single place. That is the, same yes. i'm very much that way too exactly. um like, my, my ass parents are like that yeah yeah i'm like if it ain't broke don't fix it exactly. you know what i mean like exactly. even like restaurants i like don't go to restaurants for that place i go to restaurant for a food item mm-hmm. and i will never change that food exactly. item because that's what it's i'm like coming. that's what i get exactly and then the people that work there get to know you they know your order that's right and they take care of you and you 100- take care of them that's exactly right. And here we have community care, you know? Yes. This is so, this is our third house is being ruled by benefics, by the way. Wow, really? I think so, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, what is that? What is that? Um Pisces? What is that? Yeah, for you it's Pisces, yeah. And the third house is kind of like your local area, like the places that you go to, the right, people that it's you ruled see. By Gemini. For you, for your third house is Pisces, ruled by your Jupiter. Um, in Scorpio but yeah just like the third house being ruled by a benefic would speak to like kind of like lovely interaction especially because yours is in a fixed sign too it's right. like you are going to go to the same places all the time but it, you're going to have these benefic experiences yeah. um, these like yeah the experiences of like gratitude or like even like abundance or just nice exchange right with people in your do you think that this relates at all i like have this thing where like when i moved to new york i mean i'm like very romantic in this way like when i moved to new york i obviously like you're going to this big city there's like all apartments are apartments Mm -hmm. to you right Mm -hmm. so like i kind of had to like create this like fantasy to to choose where i'd live this is very pisces in the third house isn't it what i'm saying yeah and um I, I lived in Crown Heights when I first moved here and I, I picked a place that was right above a coffee shop and a bagel shop mm, because smart. I felt like those were the hubs where people, yeah um like that people rely on. Mm-hmm. And um like the first job that I ever, the I would stay downstairs in that coffee shop every single day until I found a job. Okay. Because I wanted to get to know my neighborhood. That's so smart. And I wanted to get to know the people that would come, that were regulars there. And then um, I met within literally three days, I met the first person that ever took photographs of me in New York. And wow. that resulted in the first job oh my God. that I ever had. Yes. And that's so ruler of the third house in the 11th house, like the connection between your local neighborhood and your local space and it's like a wider, broader network of people and community. Yeah. Spot on. Spot on. That's awesome. Um, 
Oh, something. Okay, you said you're a romantic. I also just wanted to point out you have you were born like pretty much during uh, Venus Kazemi. Um, it was probably like the day after Venus was exactly conjunct the sun. It's still within a degree. So is that hot? Is that fun? I count it as a Kazemi. Yes. I mean, it's like it's like a closeness um, of Venus and the sun. Yeah. And it really just speaks like. Basically, it's like Venus is in the heart of the sun. Right. So there's this, it's like Venus kind of becomes a part of who you are and how you shine. Right. There's, I mean, you are a fucking model. So the beauty element, <laughs> the there. social element. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, they there. are. They're like within. It's within a degree. Yeah. Yeah. And Venus rules your midheaven, too. So it's like how you're seen, how you're known. Yeah. Is like by being seen as like a, a beautiful figure a beautiful person you know and i'm grateful for it <laughs> i am grateful for it i i think that like um astrology can be so literal mm-hmm. and as you know i'm not telling you that that's a question mark i the <laughs> other day i was like thinking about how um like some of my placements show up like really literally in my life and the venus sun conjunction I think is most literal in that my Instagram handle is the word amorous and Kendra combined. Mm, that's right. Yeah, that's so sweet. I know. I was like, that's so cute of me. <laughs> <laughs> and my first aim name was Kendra X Love. Oh my God. That is so <laughs> Venus. <laughs> I love that. Wow. Okay. So let's, I want to do a little forecasting. Come on. Because yeah, I give love it to, that. What's 2022 giving? You know? So, First, I want to ask, um, well, what, yeah, I want to ask you Sure. How, how this Uranus moon stuff has been for you. Because it's not there anymore, but like, I would say 2019 and 2020, you've had like Uranus hit your moon a couple yeah. times. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, and I guess that you kind of sp- spoke to like needing separation from your mom. When Uranus hit my moon, I have an Aries moon. Yeah. My mom got really sick. I had, there was a lot of like mom. Mm-hmm like wild Energy. sickness shit yeah right um but you know i i i know tourist moons i've consulted on a lot of tourist moons mm-hmm. and they hate this uranus shit because they're just like you know you're you're fixed you don't want things right, to change suddenly without <laughs> your yeah. knowledge yeah exactly how has that been for you it's been in your fifth house it's um hitting your moon which rules your seventh house of relationships so right. yeah i would imagine Okay, so let's let's chat. Um, I mean, I think there are a few things that like kind of make sense based on like my very loose understanding of all of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, the first is like I really got in investments. This okay, year. so I think that's like kind of a literal connection with Taurus. Okay, and money and then Uranus. Interesting. Um, specifically, when, cryptocurrency. When this year was that? That was probably. I don't know, maybe like in the beginning of summer was when I like really like started committing to that it. That was okay. Cause you know, I feel like that's probably all, like Jupiter and, and Saturn moving through your second, maybe. Okay, yeah, that would make sense. That would make sense. <laughs> but um, Uranus is like squaring your second. Also in, in July we had a bunch of planets moving through your your um eighth house right. Leo. Okay, which is period. like investments too. So it, I mean, it, it definitely checks out. Okay. Period. Um, and then as far as just like family stuff, like, yeah, I think that like kind of intentionally transforming or I think even just like allowing the transformation of my relationship 
like with pretty much everybody in my mm-hmm. family has been like really pivotal for me this year. It has felt really like present mm-hmm. this year. Um, I mean, like I moved out on my like in an apartment by myself for the first time, which I think was like great. That was yeah. like a pretty drastic change for me. Um, and it has been really transformative for me. And Creatively. Then, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I. For one, like I am, you know, like we just talked about, like we are in, I'm in a fourth house perfection year. Like I moved out on my own for the first time. I started a newsletter called Come Home that resulted mm. in me getting a public, several publishing deals. Wow. That I got out of nowhere. Like wow. the newsletter, I like didn't start. And the, did you get these in the summer, like June, July? Yes. Because yeah. that was when Jupiter was in your third house. That's right. I got <laughs> exactly publishing deals and like my agent pretty much within like a few weeks. Wow. Span. It was like immediate. This is making me excited about Jupiter coming back into Pisces. I'm like, yes, give me some of that you, magic. Babe. It's all you. <laughs> I mean, and like, I think with the Uranus component, like I was really shocked. Yeah. Like I didn't plan for any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, even like my newsletter, I didn't intend to start a newsletter this year it was like offered to me out of nowhere okay and like was funded and backed damn so like i think that that was oh you you know what else was happening around that time Hmm. saturn stationed where did saturn station i know it hit it hit your your um your mercury a couple times i think because yeah i think it's stationed at 13 degrees and your mercury is at 11 and so, like, just you talking about the newsletter, you writing, Saturn coming to your Mercury, being like, yeah. you're going to focus on writing now. <laughs> that's exactly. And that's what happened. Like, yeah. it was wild. It was like, I woke up one day and I felt like I just knew that right now my creative expression was one thing. Mm-hmm. And I also knew it wasn't for forever. Yeah. Like, I know that I always will write in some capacity. I always have written. Mm-hmm. But... I feel like I just knew that like this was the version that my creative expression would take word and word. that it would like reach an, a, another octave at a different time and I would be okay with that. I hear that. Yeah. So, okay. So I, I like to kind of look at what's been happening before looking ahead. Um, you're entering a fifth house year, which is exciting. Oh, I'm so ready for it. I'm ready for you because it's, you know, fourth house year is it's I'm just going to ask you straight up, am I going to have sex? Yes or no? Because 100%. I, okay, great. <laughs> that's exactly, Absolutely. that's what I need to hear. That's what I need to hear. Not all, okay, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. So you're moving from <laughs> this fourth house year, which I would imagine, you know, fourth house year, 27, it's, it's a whirlwind. Yes. For you, I would have probably, um, you know, predicted or forecasted that it would have been a, like difficult but also very fruitful in a lot of ways identity wise and just like the home thing makes sense and i say that because it's ruled by your super exalted mars right which is technically like the most oh well, no your your moon is the most dignified planet in your chart um well, really yeah How special. and then i would say mars like follows up pretty pretty closely to that so um so yeah that's that's 27 um 28 you enter this fifth house year the fifth house is about love pleasure creativity i like to say it's it's what you give birth to so you give birth to something in the fifth house year um or many things you know it's not just one thing right um some people have babies not always obviously do you want to have kids yeah desperately okay (laughs) i want to be i want to be somebody's mom yesterday yeah i know what i mean Taurus moon in the fifth house folks 100 like the idea (laughs) it and also just like i feel like the 
concept of motherhood is something that informs like all of my work. Same. And even just like my ideas. You know I, what I mean? Yes, I totally. I mean, again, your your sex light is this Taurus moon in the fifth house opposite Jupiter. Come on. But like, yeah. Okay. So it's all that. It's yes. those beautiful things. And then, of course, your moon is there. So that kind of gets activated. Um, and then your Venus, your, your fifth house is ruled by your Venus at one Aquarius. Um, and so Venus becomes your time lord, kind of taking over the reins from Mars. Um, and I'm pretty sure, let me look at your solar return chart. Because, yeah, will Venus still be retrograde? Let's see. Because um, Venus is going to be retrograde in Capricorn. Um, starting soon when this comes out it'll be over but um it goes until like late um late january so i'm just oh gorgeous look. so probably like right around my birthday i will say the venus retrograde hasn't been um hasn't been terrible i've i've kind of been enjoying it it hasn't started yet oh it hasn't even started <laughs> when does it start it starts the 19th of december oh yeah. Oh my God. Wow. What a solar return chart. Okay. Let's yeah. Give me what's the goods. So Venus is still retrograde, but um, what I'm excited about in this re- return chart is oh, it's beautiful. So it's um, the rising is 11 degrees of Scorpio. It's a Scorpio rising chart. I'm excited about that because it's basically puts the ascendant on your Jupiter. Um, Excellent news. Which I love because it's like kind of brings your, it basically brings your 11th house to the forefront. So we're right. talking community, friendships, network. Um, Fans. Fan, definitely Period. audience. Um, and just like, yeah, it feels very social to me. Um, what else do I want to look at? I want to look at Venus is in the third sextile, the ascendant. I like that. Um, yeah, and then Uranus is on the descendant. It got Jupiter and Pisces in the fifth. I think it's definitely going to be a lot of sex. I would not, I mean, if you're not trying to get pregnant at 28, I would say be careful. Wow, really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's a lot of pregnancy energy. Okay, that's really I mean, interesting. I mean, it's a lot of fifth house energy. And I would imagine you're someone who's pretty, this might sound weird, but pretty fertile just based on your chart. 100, you know, let me get, let me get the IUD <laughs> checked up. You know what I mean? I haven't been a little bit, let me get, let me get her checked yeah, up. Yeah. I mean, you, you, if, if, if now is not the time, then I would say be extra careful, especially um, the first four months of the year. Right. Can you tell me a little bit about, um, about Scorpio, the 11th house Scorpio situation? Yeah. Yeah. So your Jupiter is at 12 Scorpio, the ascendant for the solar returns at 11. So it's basically like kind of bringing your Jupiter and your whole 11th house to the forefront this year. Oh, right. Um, and so when I look at your 11th house Jupiter, I think, okay, those are basically Jupiter rejoices in the 11th house. So it's like its favorite house to be in. That's so cute. Yeah. It's basically like Jupiter, what Jupiter does naturally is like provide um, support, um, freedom you could say um right. abundant like it just provides in like a very how can i say this um friendly way like jovialent yes yeah and so when venus sorry jupiter likes the 11th house because it can basically it's it's a i'm like trying to figure out how to say this without being too technical i feel like 
what you're describing or what I picture. And it's interesting because I think that she's like heavily both Aquarius and Sagittarius as Oprah, mm. where she's like, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. <laughs> and like everybody gets it and everybody gets it equally. Yeah, that's very Jupiter. That's and the 11. energy that I feel. It's like being able to provide support and abundance in a very like... It's a direct way because the 11th house has this sextile to the ascendant, mm. um, which is where we get the idea of supporters, um, audience, like people that kind of have your back or right. in your community because that's sextile to the ascendant, which is a very friendly aspect. Um, and so, yeah, Jupiter just can do a lot of good in the 11th house, basically. Yeah. And um, and the fact that that's highlighted for you in this upcoming year, I would imagine that you're going to get a lot of opportunities. Am I going to be main character? <laughs> I hope so. Am I going to be main that character? That would be awesome. Okay, I love that for me. Yeah, I, I think lots of opportunities, lots of growth in terms of your audience. Right. Um, And then, yeah, and then, so we have, that's just, I kind of look at the solar return chart for some like kind of themes. Yes. And then the also your your perfect your perfection. So um, Venus being your time lord. Um. That's that's definitely something to look at. I, I mean, with Venus being the time lord also, it's like, okay, Venus is like love and relationships. Right. So um, I would imagine not even that like you might meet someone, but even more so it's like you're going to meet people and it's it's a year about – it's a year to – be out there like be out in these streets basically (gasps) you know what i mean like to connect with people to experiment to have fun like right yes there's potential to like meet up like the person maybe but what i'm really seeing is you being able to connect with a lot of people and have lots of fun with a lot of people and maybe one of those people ends up being you know someone that you want to continue on with with. but like there's not only this like fifth house perfection, but we get, we're getting eclipses in right. your fifth house. North node eclipses. Uranus is there. Like there's a lot that's pouring into your fifth house. Mm. Um, and sort of like not only is it activated by perfection, but it's being stimulated by Uranus and it's being hyper stimulated by the North node. Right. And eclipses happening there. So we it's just a big fifth house year for you. And with that, I'm like, you are making shit, you know, like uh, you are giving birth to a lot of babies, like lots of ideas, but also it's so, it, it's so um, ripe for just like love. Like it's already ruled by Venus. The fifth right. house is where Venus rejoices. So it's like extra, it's just so much about not just love, not just fun, like being entertained, being right. pleasured. Um that seems so cute. Yeah. That's so cute for me. Okay, you know what? I'm loving that this energy is available um, because it feels like, and this sounds like it's probably on par with, with a fourth house year, but I feel like 27 for me has felt really like introspective and um, kind of like a conjuring. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been like conjuring a lot of energy, like mm-hmm. an internal source. Mm-hmm. And it's had to be like my own, right? Yeah. Like, and I, I'm sure that's the case for a lot of people as like we've had COVID restrictions, mm-hmm. but even just like intentionally, I think I've probably been the most, I've been in solitude, emotional solitude, mm-hmm. the most that I've been in probably my entire life by choice. Yeah. And it has provided me 
like I feel like right now I am like quite pregnant with ideas. Yeah. You know, like I, I feel that. like I have like an infinite source yeah. of ideas and more than that also like tools to kind of nurture something that I create, mm-hmm. which is like, I think brought me like a confidence that I haven't had in a long time where I'm like, oh no, I had these ideas for a reason. And I feel like that was a lot of that was like a Saturn influence too of Saturn coming to Aquarius. I mean, like as soon as Saturn entered Aquarius, it hit your sun, it right. hit your Venus, um, it hit your Mercury. So it's been very she hit like <laughs> she's like slow down. Like I right. feel like when my set so your sun Venus conjunction is right on top of my Saturn. My Saturn's oh, really? at one Aquarius. Is that cute for us? I love it. Yeah, That's I love so Saturn sweet. Sun connections, but. Yeah, it's almost like when when that started, when Saturn entered Aquarius, it felt, I just heard, I don't know where I heard it, but I heard Saturn being like, pause, mm. just pause. And I was supposed to move to LA March 17th, 2020. Right. Did not do that because of COVID. I just like stayed at home with my family. Wow. This is my fifth house year. Mm-hmm. Um, And just like, not sat still, but I kind of did. Like I just didn't right. do anything. Yeah. Um. And I, it's, it sounds like it was a similar thing with you with Saturn coming through. It's just like, slow down. There's no rush. Just be here right now. Definitely. And we'll, because I, I kind of picture Saturn transits as like the rings of Saturn kind of enclosing on you and being mm-hmm. like, this is where we're at right now. Like this, right. Is, this is the boundary. This is the container. Yes. And this is where we're going to be. What are you going to do with it? That's exactly what it feels like. And honestly, I felt held. Yeah. It felt like yes. a snuggle. It, that's exactly I'm not gonna how lie. it felt for me, too. You know, people make it seem like it's chains. I felt like we were canoodling. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. Because I think that I've never really had a hard time personally with, like, understanding what I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. I actually think that I'm literally capable of anything, which can Hell be scary. Yes. yes. You know, because that means that, like, there's infinite opportunities to to be in your glory but also to harm mm-hmm. and I've always been very aware of that as well yes you I know mean, that's that's the thing about being a malefic incarnate right right um you're ruled by your Saturn in Aquarius you have Mars and Capricorn in the first house so very very dignified malefics it's what I see that often manifesting as is like you know your power like you know the power that you hold and there's a lot of reverence for that. it and there's a lot of you know you become really intimate with the yeah the power and the fact that you know that this can be used as a weapon right if 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 you want it to go there and that's why i'm like why do people fuck with us i don't know (laughs) i'm gonna tell you this listen i don't believe i like do not believe in revenge because i've never had to act i've never had to do anything i've never had to do anything when people leave my life for reasons that they shouldn't have well Yes. It just happens. It just you know? happens. You don't have to when you're a malefic incarnate. It just happens. Okay. I wasn't sure if that was a thing. Um, so I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, no, I find that like people tend to be handled when they mm-hmm. do me wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm also not somebody that like people do wrong often. Yeah. You know, like I'm gonna people be honest. Recognize that Mars in the first house. <laughs> yeah, okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, she's speaking because I I find that people like when I walk into a space or walk into people's lives, they know there's they know some what respect. To do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's those dignified malefics. I love. Okay. So, yes, I'm I'm very much it's just giving so much fifth house energy for you next year. Um but also a lot of writing and I think these first 4 months of the year when Jupiter's in Pisces, um which it moves into Aries in early May, 
So those first four months, Jupiter's in your third house, you get Jupiter trying Jupiter, which is really cute. You're going to get Jupiter sextiling your moon um, and eventually making a cute sextile to your Mars too before it enters Aries. It just feels like you're going to be writing so much. <laughs> it's like so much writing. I love that. So much. And I think you need to be writing on vacation. Like, I think you need to like get away. Okay. I love this for me because I have been, I have been like having like fantasies of running away. <laughs> if you want to do a writer's <laughs> retreat, let me know because I okay. need to write my book too. Let's make it no. Let's make it happen. I've been having fantasies about running away and not in the like. This don't is look this at is me your twelfth house nodal reversal, by the way. Oh my god! Because you know, I really love Jessica Dor. We all love Jessica ah, yes, Dor, right? Jessica. Because she's one of the most prolific writers of all time. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. Um, but she like lives her life alone. Yes, I. Dude, when she was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to like go into some place, like some house somewhere and write yes. a book. I was like, you can do that. No, that's li- and that's literally what she did. And like her life feels so simple and so her mm-hmm. like it just feels like she is the center of her universe. Yeah. And that's why she's been able to like uh, produce- I need to get her on the show and look at her chart. No, you absolutely do. She's so special. <laughs> I know that she owns Aquarius in her chart. I think it may be her rising. Okay. Um, I've like listened to her in a few podcasts, but yeah, she like, I think about her. I've been thinking about her a lot recently because I feel like what her, her path, has been able to provide her has come from her like taking that leap of faith of like mm. let me remove myself let me go on top of the mountain right right yeah and like the hermit again, journey yeah 100 percent. let me go on top of the mountain let me get a little perspective mm-hmm. let me see what's up um and i've been feeling that right now maybe i need to go go on top of the mountain and that's also very aquarian and that's a big way i describe aquarius energy and just aquarius in general and also Particularly Saturn and Saturn and Aquarius, which right. is its strongest placement, really. Saturn and Aquarius. Um, I mean, it's it's Saturn. I think. What am I trying to say? I say it on here all the time. Saturn prefer it's its preferred domicile um, because it's an air sign, and Saturn um, is a diurnal planet. Mm. So, what am I trying to say? Um, oh yeah, the the perspective thing. Saturn is all about distance and. Because it is the farthest planet, you know, from the sun that we right. can see. Um, and so it does represent these like limits and boundaries. But what do you like what you get when you have distance is perspective and clarity. Right. And you can see things from this like, kind of bird's eye view. Yeah. And or, you know, from the margins, from from the edges. Um, and that gives you a perspective that you need and that's why you get like the detached energy from Aquarius mm-hmm. it's not that Aquariuses don't like you know like hugs some right. of them don't but <laughs> but like it's it's more of like you know I'm, I'm gonna I love hugs I need like Aquariuses need perspective they need right. distance be able to like see and process and rationalize things um it's interesting that you say that because with my what is it like 29 degree mm-hmm. Saturn mm-hmm. right it's like I think the heaviest degree that I have in my chart the heaviest <laughs> place of responsibility in my chart yeah but I I find that like one theme I have like throughout my lifetime some stuff I feel like is personality in a chart 
or from my from what I've encountered with it, some stuff is personality and some stuff is like a hero's journey. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I view mm-hmm. astrology, how it plays out yeah. in my life. And I feel like that like Saturn, like that Saturnian and Aquarius like marriage shows up most often as like I'm always kind of like I'll enter social spaces, right? Or like I'll have this like level up, so to speak, in my life, and it'll put me in a new social place. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily like better, right? right but maybe different. different. Like right now yeah. I'm in writers, right? Right now I'm in social media social right. space. Right now I'm in, you know, Brooklyn, whatever. And I always kind of feel like I can't get in there. Mm. Right. And it's not that people don't like me. Right. I don't feel unliked yeah. ever. Right. But it's like I know that there is like a limit. Mm-hmm. to how much I can access those people. Yeah. And that is something that feels very Aquarian yeah, for me. Definitely. Where like, I only ever receive entry when it no longer matters to me. Yeah. And it's because I needed the perspective of not having been in it. That's so Aquarian. <laughs> you know what I mean? Definitely. Like, And I under, I always understand it while it's happening. Yeah. Like, I'll be like, I don't understand like why it feels like I can't connect like right now. Like, I don't know why. Like, there's like this... Mm-hmm. This kind of like ego battle or there's like even just like light distance, you yeah, know, that's interesting. And I'm always trying to get up in the business. You know what I mean? <laughs> like one thing about me, my not minding my business is my gift. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm going to be in the business. And I feel like uh, the universe is always kind of like, no, babe, like we, we keep you safe over here. This is where you get the material, right? Yeah. This is how you have your like nor Efron's. Everything is copied. Got it. Yeah. You know, definitely. Um, okay, what else do I want to say? Oh, we got, yeah, um, June should be interesting. Just June should be interesting for you. Um, Home-wise, family-wise, just because Mars will be in Aries with Jupiter mm. um, for most of June. Um, but yeah, what else do I want to say about next year for you that that's like coming up for me? I mean... The fifth house stuff is just very loud. We get eclipses again um, in Taurus. We get a Taurus solar eclipse, pretty like very close to your moon um, on, on April 30th. So that's like, that's definitely one to look out for. End of April, beginning of May. Um, and then Venus, oh, this is something to look forward to. Venus is going to enter Taurus at the end of May. Mm. So, like, that's another big reason why June is June is something exciting, I think, because with your Time Lord entering into, like, that perfected house and, like, right. being, you know, fucking dignified, Venus and Taurus, it's going to hit your moon. Um, oh, that's Venus very and sexy. Taurus actually is going to hit, like, all your planets. Like, Taurus aspects all of your planets in your chart. So I think that I think June's going to be a big month for you for sure. And I would make sure that you're out and about looking hot. Um, Oh, yeah. And I mentioned leading up to that um, January, February, March and April getting away at some point because Jupiter will be at home in Pisces. But Jupiter rules your 12th house, too. Right. So it's automatically going to connect that the 12th and the third, Mm. which is like writing and traveling really what i think of that is like being in liminal spaces like not really Mm. being planted anywhere and kind of just like being on the go writing is when you're right when you're in that mode of like writing right you're kind of in the liminal right like you're not really like in real life yeah exactly um and so i would imagine yeah the the beginning of the year would be a good time to 
do some um, of that. Actually, I am. I'm, I'm going to do Mexico City in February. Stop it, because I was planning, I was thinking about doing Mexico City in February. That's wild. Yeah, for the month of February, I'm going to be in Mexico City. <laughs> oh, my God. Am I going to have to do that? I was, yeah, I've I think you should. I've been trying to decide between I Maui and Mexico City. No, I think I think you should come hang out. <sighs> okay. That we'll is talk. so we'll wild. <laughs> that is so that wild. That is wild. Oh, my gosh. Okay. We'll talk. Um, and then, yeah, uh, call it? Oh, Saturn, you're just in the middle of Saturn, like Saturn return stuff. Um, it doesn't come to you don't get your exact return until early 2023. Right. Um, but most of like the intense hits that Saturn makes to your chart happened this year or are finishing up early next year. OK. Um, so, yeah, Saturn's it, it's not so much Saturn next year. It's really these eclipses. It's really Jupiter. It's really just keep your eye on Venus and what Venus is doing, um, especially this Venus retrograde because um, it's in your first house. And it's, right. I think it's going to be giving you a lot of clues as to what's what's coming up in your Venus year. OK. Um, yeah. She's cheeky. She's cheeky. And Venus also, is so cheeky. Venus rules your midheaven. So it's also activating your 10th house, too. So career, visibility, your public self too so it's a glow up here is what i'm trying to say yeah it feels like she's showing <laughs> off and showing out absolutely absolutely um and i would say you know anyone out there that's 28 or turning 28 take advantage of 28 um 29 is a grind it is a grind right. and it doesn't mean it's going to be terrible or bad but it's absolutely a grind you're absolutely going to be working a lot right at 29 and you're like fully inside and return mode so enjoy the fifth house pleasure fun year as much as you can i'm jealous because i spent mine inside no <laughs> but i i'm you know you produced a lot though you i created, did you I created did. a lot of really important stuff i did proud of you thank you I'm, I'm really excited i feel like as somebody that has like I, you know i have no fire and like no yeah. water in my chart you have your jupiter right well and i i think i have what is it We're what's my 12th house Oh yeah, you're you're North Node. Right. Yeah. I was but like, we're like, not counting Pluto. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, I don't have any like active um I don't have any like active personal planets in either of those. Mm -hmm. So like to hear that I have this like very like fun fire sign year coming up yeah. feels good. Yeah, and I think, you know, your Mars in the first house helps with the fire. Right. For sure. I mean, even if it's not fire, it's still, you know, Mars is a She going. She yeah, she's a fiery planet. So but yeah, I mean, I'm excited for you. Please like keep in touch and let me know. Of course, what's going oh, on. you'll be getting all the updates. <laughs> I hope so. Hopefully in Mexico City. Let's make it happen. Damn it. I'm going to have to make this happen. There's now. a reason. I don't believe that anything is like coincidence. I need right? to write. Yeah, you're right. Okay. This like is we have happen. this conversation for a reason. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Um, okay. Do you have any questions? Anything you like want to ask me? <sighs> Um, what are you like most excited for in 2022 for you? Oh, okay. I'll, I'll answer a question about me. Yeah, of course. I'm, if I'm going to be honest, which I feel really corny saying, and I'm like kind of embarrassing. No, this. I'm a cornball. <laughs> Give it. But the potential of falling in love is like. The romantic in me is crumbling. Yeah. I'm in bits. <laughs> I'm in bits hearing that. Our Venuses are exactly trying. <gasps> Mine's at like 10 Libra. Yours is no, at I'm happy that you shared that because I'll be thinking of you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, of course. I just, I'm ready. I'm ready for it, you know? I love that. I'm like very ready too. I feel like um, 
last year I like finally came to terms with the fact that I was a romantic. Yes, same. And same. then I like just nosedived into like I didn't even bother. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I put my toe in. I was like, oh, the water's warm. And then I just like dove in. <laughs> I stopped. I stopped denying it because yeah, I have exactly. an eighth house Venus, and it's something I definitely like am resentful of. I may have a little shame about it. Sure, like yeah. there's weird feelings about Venus stuff for me. Yeah, but I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Like I do. I do want. I to want be in this. Love. Yeah, exactly. I, do. I want a partner. Like, yes, one hundred percent. And you know, I think part of that too is like when you're a creative person. I think also just being a creative woman. I'm going to speak to that experience as mm-hmm. well. Like when you learn how to nurture something, like when you create something and put it out into the world for like the first time, and you're so so happy about it, and people, it resonates with people. I think that like you create a connection that I feel like kind of feels like the zenith. Mm-hmm. of of like externalizing you yeah. right and i think that like it kind of draws in this like okay well like how do i create that in like these smaller spaces mm-hmm. and like friendship i think comes natural to a lot of us like friendship comes really natural yeah. to me work comes really natural to me yeah so i think that like now that i've kind of had these like zenith points um for those things i'm like thinking about like partnership and yeah. i'm like i want that yeah like, i'm ready for that definitely yeah it's it feels like it's time. The astrology is really loud about it. So I'm hoping. Come on. But she needs to get also... louder. <laughs> we'll see. We need a balloon in the sky. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like she needs to get real loud. But also I'm going to, I booked my flights. I'm going to be in Europe for two months. Are you going by yourself? Are you pray loving? I'm sort of, I'm going by Go myself. Go ahead, Julia. I will be like, I think I'll, you know, meet up with people there. But yeah. like. Um. Yeah. No, you're e-pray loving. I'm obsessed. Yeah. I'm obsessed. I'm excited. So if you're in Europe, June and July, June or July, or if you want to come meet me anywhere, I would love that. Let me know. Yeah, I would love that. We'll make that happen. Cool. Look at us connecting all over the globe, as hotties do. (laughs) That far. I I had last note. Me and my two best friends from um high school. We called ourselves Hotties Inc. And it was like a sarcastic thing because the girls in the grade below us were like serious and they called themselves Absolute Eight and they were like <gasps> tag their Facebook pictures Absolute Eight. So I was like making fun of them and I was like, let's call ourselves Hotties Inc. And then it just has stuck and like, no, like I'm obsessed with <laughs> calling Wait, me my friends also, Hotties You now. guys were ahead of your time. You guys coined hot. You guys coined Literally, Hotties. Literally Hotties Incorporated. Yeah. So what you're saying is. Meg actually probably needs to run you a check. May, may, I mean, or we can collab. We can collab. I would be down for a collab, Meg, if you hear this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Meg, Meg, the stallion, the if you stallion. hear this. Um, we just want you to know, like, I as a residential Aquarius, I would love to connect. <laughs> um, Kira here would love to connect on Hotties Inc., you know, make something happen. I think, yeah. I'm sure she'll hear this. That's it. No, she will. Exactly. Someone will pass We're, it along. No, I'm speaking directly to her because I know that we've manifested it together. Yeah. And so it is. It's sort of like how she manifested doing a song with Beyonce. That's exactly right. Or just following her footsteps, Right. Really. She's very powerful. When you get three very powerful people together, it's a tri- it's a trio, a yes. triad. Yes. Right? Full circle, full triangle. Exactly. Hell yeah. I'm <sighs> proud of us. This was so great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I feel like... I was so excited. I know that you don't really do client work because you don't have time for that. So like for you to have been able to read my chart feels yes. I'm I'm so, so grateful. Yeah, I feel so warm and fuzzy inside. I'm so grateful. You were like the it first so person I thought of. I was like, I need to record in person while I'm in New York. 
Who can I have on? I'm so happy we can make it work. I know. Yeah, no, it's been everything. Thank you. And I'm so stoked for 2022. Hell yeah. Thanks. All righties. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, Kendra's so awesome. (laughs) And it was so great. That was our first time meeting in person. We've been connected online for a bit. Um, And it was just so nice to see her in person and get to like record in studio. Um, Got to record with our editor, Will. Hi, Will. (laughs) Thanks for that. Um, And yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned a lot. Um, You basically got to see how I read, you know, how I how I conduct readings for the most part. Um, And that was kind of the point of all of this. I really I I wanted to keep doing readings, you know, actually, as I'm recording this, um, this outro, I just finished my last reading, uh, my last client of for the foreseeable future. And yeah, I, I love doing readings so much. Um, and so I wanted to bring that to the podcast space and kind of share my, um, my methods and my just the way I go about it which is very much like this, you know, super casual and conversational. So yeah, hope you enjoyed it. Um, We have more to come, more of this type of episode to come. Um, Next episode is going to be a continuation of our air sign, or sorry, of our (laughs) sign series. We have air signs next. Um, Really, really great episode. Can't wait. I can't wait for you to hear that. So yeah. Um, With that being said, I'm going to, I'm going to sign off because there's some weird noise happening outside. (laughs) Um, Thanks so much for tuning in. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.